0: Good evening everyone. Dave here, live from the shed. Got a double header for you today. Um, welcome back. If you were tuned in this afternoon for the City of Ottawa public consultation on the uh, Freedom Convoy, uh, if you didn't get a chance to watch that, you can go back and check that out. It was interesting. There was, um, I was happy to see actually that there were some uh, positive remarks from uh, locals. As I've mentioned many times, there were many local people from Ottawa who were very supportive of what we were doing there in Ottawa, and some of those had an opportunity to speak. Um, there was also plenty of haters, as you can imagine. And the pattern I saw continually amongst the haters was that um, they really didn't have, you know, we saw this pattern a lot during those uh, public consultations that they'd seen things on the media or they'd heard stories. You know they'd often be repeating these talking points that they'd heard and uh, there was one guy specifically it wasn't on today's one but on yesterday's that uh he was saying all these things and then someone asked him can you give examples of uh you know some of the things you witnessed yourself and he said well i I wasn't down there i heard from people and i saw things and all i wanted to say to every single one of these people who shared about the atrocities that they witnessed in ottawa was I just want to see the videos, please, because we have hundreds of hours and thousands of pictures of uh, a lot of people peacefully protesting and respecting the city. And then there's all these stories that keep getting repeated of the great evils. We heard today that someone ended up with a rash because of the convoy. That was a new one for me. I didn't know that people got freedom based uh, rashes. But uh, (laughs) anyway, yeah, Jonathan says hearsay is not admissible in court um and there is still an opportunity to participate in that public consultation if you're from the city of Ottawa or a stakeholder in the city of Ottawa you can uh fill out the online survey so the the visual the zoom ones are done but you can actually uh take part in the written survey which is available until July 31st so you guys can uh you guys can do that the link is in the previous video if you'd like to to do that jay says allergic to love Yeah. And I don't, and it's important too, and reminder to you guys to don't be angry at these people. I mean, I think pity and sorrow is the more appropriate response for that. You would be so full of fear of your fellow Canadians that you would, and so afraid of this pandemic that you wouldn't even go down to see for yourself. And we heard from one individual who said initially she was kind of afraid and concerned, but she went down there and ended up being down there every day of the convoy and was just moved by how uh, beautiful a scene it was and how positive it was and of course many of you got to be there and see that yourselves or uh, experience it through the live streams and so you know what really went on so um, anyway I I mean props to the city of Ottawa for at least engaging in that and I'm appreciative that they didn't just pre-censor everyone's opinions Uh, there were those from the city of Ottawa who shared positive remarks about the convoy and it was great to see that I saw at the beginning of the chat there some people were asking about Pat King's hearing uh, today. Uh, it was adjourned, so they spent all day uh, bantering on about all sorts of things. I was told it was, a uh, quote, a circus and, um, of course, um, ripping away at him and the whole movement as they do. And um, nothing was accomplished, basically, and it was adjourned until tomorrow. It boggles my mind how long these se- things seem to take. I don't know why they can't accomplish these things. I would have thought a day was plenty to get this figured out, but no, it's being adjourned until 10 a.m. tomorrow. So the the next part of his uh, bail hearing will be 10 a.m. tomorrow, July 14th. Uh, Pat has asked us not to uh, live tweet these uh, hearings. His concern was any time there's too much public pressure it uh, ends up playing out worse for him and so his personal request to uh to me and other streamers was to not cover the event live we'll bring you updates um as they are available through throughout uh, the morning tomorrow and they may bring you a couple updates but won't be covering it live that seemed to cause um well other other per- well, perceived or otherwise that was his wishes and we don't want to create any unnecessary difficulties for him during that bail review tomorrow. So hopeful that he will be able to, uh, to meet bail. But um, from those I was talking to, it, it, it's still not looking good. There's a good chance he won't be released tomorrow. But um, we can hope and pray that that is the case. So 10 a.m. tomorrow will be Pat King's continuation of the bail review and I won't be covering that live, but you can keep an eye out on the uh, YouTube community, the Twitter, and the Facebook for uh, updates as I get them. Tamara's hearing will also be at 1.30 tomorrow, and um, I will not be covering that live um, as well. As w- From what I understand, it's at a, a more administrative hearing as they set to prepare for her trial and um, um, well, one concern that Pat shared as well was he wants a fair trial. So when this thing actually goes to trial, the the less that people are made biased, the jury is made biased by the coverage of these bail hearings, et cetera, than uh, creating a, a more hopefully unbiased uh, jury when these things are finally brought to trial. But um, So anyway, Tamers will be at 1.30 p.m. tomorrow, and I'll bring you important updates on that as well. Uh, three o'clock tomorrow is I'll be having a guest from the Netherlands who, uh, someone who's been involved in various work uh, in the freedom movement and working against lockdowns, et cetera, in the Netherlands for the last two years. And is going to bring us an update on how things are going there and about the situation with the, uh, uh, farmers protest over there. So looking forward to that, that'll be three o'clock Eastern time tomorrow. And today jumping into, uh, this evening's guest, we have Josh Alexander, Uh, I got to meet him uh, this past week when I was up in Ottawa uh, over the Canada Day events. And um, yeah, he's going to tell us a bit about what he's been doing. Uh, His sort of claim to fame in the freedom movement was uh, uh, kicking off high school walkouts during the convoy. Some of you would have seen, I remember seeing news coverage of that. I'll show you some articles here when I start talking to him. But uh, there was a number of uh, high school students who walked out in support of the convoy and standing against uh, continued COVID mandates in schools. And uh, we're going to hear a bit about how that came to be a thing and the organization he's with now, which is called uh, SaveCanada.army. Say www.savecanada.army. You can check out the link is in the description if you want to find out more about what they're up to. And it's uh, a student-led, youth-led organization who uh, continue to stand against mandates and stand for freedom in this country. And uh, we're going to hear more about that from Josh as well. So Josh is 16 years old. He's a high school student from the Ottawa area and uh, looking forward to chatting with him. And let's go ahead and jump right into it. Good evening, Josh. Good evening. How are you doing, brother?
1: Pretty good. Yourself?
0: Good. 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 Good to have you here. Um, I was waiting until you're on to, to tell the story of how uh, we met because I think it's kind of funny actually. Uh, so we're at the Renfrew KOA and we had been told that there was some troublemakers going around setting off uh, firecrackers in the bush and there was concern about lighting bush on fire and such. And so we were keeping an eye out for young fellas going around with knapsacks that might be tossing a uh, fireworks into the the bush and so i was walking around and i saw i saw this guy uh looking a little suspicious standing there with his uh black knapsack and so i thought i'd come up and chat with him a bit and uh we got talking and i quickly caught on he was uh not someone to be to be worried about and and uh, you shared a bit your story with me and uh i was just really impressed and i'm always uh, excited to meet young people who are who are taking on this challenge uh, as well, and uh, I was very impressed to hear how uh, you stood up in your school. And so uh, I was glad that uh, you you weren't set, setting off uh, firecrackers. Sorry for discriminating against you. <laughs> uh- <laughs> I was profiled, um, victim of profiling. Yes, you were a victim of profiling. Um, my apologies. So, uh, for starters. Um, yeah, I mean you're only 16 so not a huge amount of background to cover but tell tell us a little bit uh, about yourself.
1: Well, uh I mainly have known this movement for organizing the high school walkouts. Not started during the Freedom Convoy. But before then I was just uh I'd attend protests like in uh, the Febu- February of 2019, I believe is where I started. And I just go to Ottawa and I I ended up organizing a couple anonymously, but, uh, yeah, walkouts is the main, uh, claim to fame, as he said.
0: And, uh, I mean, presumably you had a life before, what was life before, uh, COVID? You into sports or what, what, what did you do with yourself as, I guess, how old were you before COVID started? Uh, I would have been 14. Yeah. And what, what did, uh, so grade nine, were you in?
1: Yep. Well, end what... of grade eight,
0: beginning of grade nine. End of grade eight, and uh, so COVID, I guess, would have that been like the winter of when you were finishing grade eight is when yeah. okay. I
1: missed out on my graduation kind of thing,
0: mm, and that's when it kind of first uh, hit home. So, what was the first time you you heard about uh, you heard this word COVID?
1: Oh, in the classes, there'd be those couple paranoid kids. So, I mean, I heard about it. I knew it was a thing. I'd look into it a little bit, but. It didn't seem to be something that concerned me a lot, but I was starting to watch the media push it. And then the education
0: system push it, and it went down a bad path real quick. And so you ended up missing out on the end of grade eight, and you said you didn't go to your graduation. Were, were you playing sports or involved in school in other ways?
1: Yeah, it was, uh, I did some extracurriculars like flag football or volleyball not kind of just regular sports stuff and uh we had a couple of tournaments canceled and all that and then we went into two weeks to flatten the curve and uh didn't come back for a little while
0: and i'm always interested here what that uh i mean it's it's interesting i think for, for all of us who are a bit older and we think back you know two years it's whatever it's a blip in the radar but like that's a huge chunk of your life i mean you were really just a boy when this uh, started and these have been you know major years so now you're going into grade 11 now are yeah. you yeah yeah and so i mean that's a huge uh, shift half of your high school career really involved in in all this and so i mean what did that look like for for you as a, a teenager going through those those years of lockdown well like you said it, it had seemed to have a bigger impact
1: because uh you know you only have a one, like two graduations, you know, you miss it, it's a bigger chunk of your life. But uh, I I wasn't too concerned at the start of it and uh, about missing out on too much. But I knew there was a lot of other people that were a lot more sentimental about all that and cared. And it was uh, having a lot worse of an effect on other students. Hmm.
0: And with your, with your family, did they allow you to still hang out with some people? Were you able to still see some friends? Oh, yeah, I was able to do like I carried on with my life yeah. even should have <laughs> so you weren't uh, you you're obviously a bit of a I mean not surprising since you organized walkouts but you're obviously comfortable with uh, bending and breaking the rules a little bit <laughs> <laughs>
1: to some extent that's
0: necessary <laughs> hmm. yeah but it's also important important note I mean from getting to know you a bit this past week uh you're by no means a, a troublemaker like did you ever have uh, issues in elementary school with teachers or anything like no, that no i was
1: actually i think uh, the most of them would have to admit i was a pretty good student i won the citizenship award like i had a, I went into high school with a really good reputation
0: and uh
1: it hasn't been the same this year but <laughs> is what
0: it is yeah we'll get into that uh stuff here so and i think that's important for people to know you, you were a good student and we're really just living a an average kid life at, at that point and then thrown into all this. And yeah, it's good to hear that you were allowed to still you know, spend time with people. And, and I've spoken about that too, how um, it's only the more I've gotten to know people and the more involved of realizing how painful and how difficult this was for some people. And no doubt, you know, students who had it far worse than you because I still had lots of friends who were able to break the rules. And I mean, it's crazy to think now that bringing friends over to watch a hockey game or something was against the law. But that was the world we were living in. And uh, so when when did you first start getting involved in activism? Uh, Like, when did you decide you wanted to actually start standing up in a serious way? I think it was kind of after
1: uh, talking with classmates and all that and friends or what I thought to be friends, uh, realizing how blinded everybody was and uh, I realized there was no way we're getting out of here if we just sat back and let it happen. So I wanted to at least do my part. And you say, um, what you thought were friends. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, a lot of people start to leave you when they realize you don't go along with the narrative, but it is what it is. People change in different, uh,
0: hard times. And then what, so, um, before the convoy, had you been involved in much or was it sort of with the, the convoy of when that was really where you started to step up or were you starting to push back a bit before the convoy even? Um,
1: well, before the convoy, like actually in the September of uh, my first September in grade 10, I uh, went to a couple walkouts that were supposed to be, they were like labeled worldwide walkouts. And uh, you've met Monty uh hmm. he was another friend of mine he stood up early and he uh him me and two others went out we walked out and it was only four people so that was kind of sad but uh hmm. we were met on the street and uh that was uh that happened twice and uh we planned to do some more walkouts and then when the convoy hit and the call went out we answered and it was a lot more successful that time
0: you're so saying that first, the first walkout that you took part in, there was four of you, yeah, four uh, students, and, and we were there all.
1: Some... Sorry,
0: go ahead. No, go ahead. Um,
1: we we were all uh, given detentions for that. Mm-hmm. Yet every one of us was able to walk out of it. We we uh, argued our way out and proved we had the right to protest and went on our way.
0: So they initially tried to give you detentions, and then you claimed right to to peaceful protest and yeah. um, you know I uh, I always find it deeply ironic of uh, uh, schools of all places to uh, to try to discipline somebody for um, for taking part in a protest as we know the teachers union are infamous for their their protest they love a good yeah. protest <laughs> they love a good strike um, that, was and- the,
1: sorry, that was the sorry this is the other uh, aspect of my grade eight year there was a strike going on. So not only do we miss out on school because of the walkouts, it was also the whole strike.
0: Yeah, yeah The uh, I know. And that that's a whole other story in itself where um, the part of the reason the teachers were striking was because they were opposed to uh, online learning, uh, which, uh, and it was, I think the Ford government was seeking to bring in like a couple, was it two credits or something that high school students were supposed to complete online uh, just to get them more comfortable with online learning and the teachers interestingly enough all said that uh, no no that online learning is bad for students which which i would agree it's not ideal at all um but given what they then took part in of doing all online for all this time where was all this protesting against online learning when we really needed it uh, which is over these last two years i would have loved to see the unions stand up against online learning and stand up for our students to be able to have their graduations go to sports etc when the teachers union really had a chance to do something, which I think um, would have been so beneficial to the students, they, they did not. When uh, As long as they got their paychecks, they seemed to be doing okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: there was, uh, like there, was, there was a lot of concern expressed by the students to the teachers and to the principals, and uh, not much came of it. Hmm. They'd all just say, yeah, we know how you feel, there's nothing we can do, and they, like, there was no rallying on the
0: students' behalf. And those of us who did were punished. Mm-hmm. And uh, did, when so there was only four of you who went to that first walkout. Then did you find there was more quiet support from friends, or did a lot of them think you were ridiculous for doing this?
1: No, well, I was considered ridiculous, and I'd say the other was were as well. Like uh, they just thought I was embarrassing myself. Mm. But and, I mean, a four, four student walkout that there is a little bit of room to criticize there, but it got bigger
0: for sure. Yeah. No great movement has, uh, it, it never starts with, with thousands. It takes uh one, two, three, four to, uh, to stand up and, and push back. So, um, and good for you for, I mean, it's, it's an easy enough thing to join in when everyone's doing something. It's, it's very difficult and it's a sign of a true leader to step forward when others are not willing to. And, and so, you know when you told me that story before it uh, it speaks well to your, your character and so good good for you and um yeah and you you it, maybe it was a little embarrassing but you kept going and uh kept pushing forward and and so do you feel that most i mean from what i saw a lot of high school students were kind of talking out of both sides of their mouth like many people of where they would in one sense support oh yeah covid's dangerous but then they'd they'd be partying and they'd be breaking all the rules anyway. Like, did you witness that amongst your your friend group? Yeah, I did for sure. Like, I uh, I don't know if you remember Adam Skelly when he,
1: uh, his uh, business got shut down, he was arrested and all that. I remember having a discussion with multiple people about that and uh, they all said, yeah, he deserved to be arrested and have his family without an income and all that because Mm he dared Put people's lives in danger by opening his restaurant, <laughs> but uh, I remember people saying that, and then the next weekend they'd be out hanging out with friends, breaking the lockdown rules. And well, actually, it took it took a while for most students to be able to uh, get rid of the fear and realize it was a bit of a hoax and go and start hanging out. But they would still actively uh, support all those restrictions yet break them. So it's just a yeah. bit hypocritical,
0: <laughs> very hypocritical. And I mean, it's certainly not just students, our own. I mean, it actually makes sense that they behave that way, because that's what we saw modeled right from the top of our own politicians who were you know pushing lockdowns and rules on one side and then going to their cottages and their weddings and their birthday parties and whatever else they wanted to on the other. And so very much this pushing out one uh, token thing for the public and then doing what they wanted on their own and i think most would agree that that students can sometimes be i mean especially um you know the the old timer in me said oh that you know i I never took part in protests before this and you'd always see the high school and the college kids it seems like any whatever the new thing was you know it became uh, like how many times have your friends changed their profile pictures on (laughs) on social media right of this thing of i need to join in with whatever the current cause is um and that's really easy when it's something the mainstream media is pushing and when you know when this is the trendy thing to support but you were willing to step up for something that in fact the mainstream media and our government was um was opposing and uh and and that's much more impressive to me so then when was the first time you you heard about the convoy um
1: well i know the whole uh operation bear hug thing that was what it was called under by canada unity and i uh months before the convoy ever happened there was a advertising for operation bear hug and uh, it was only like 20 people on a zoom call saying we need to do this thing but uh it didn't go end up going anywhere and then uh, maybe a month before the convoy happened i remember seeing an operation bear hug out And uh, he realized it was getting a lot of support and started seeing the Zoom thing, or sorry, the uh, GoFundMe thing. And the millions started to rack up
0: and uh, said, I got to get down there. So, I mean, you couldn't drive, presumably. So how did you get yourself down to Ottawa? Um, well, uh, you'd know Leanne McCann. She helped me
1: out a lot that way. She'd take okay. me over, And uh, yeah, I just find there's a lot of people around here willing to help
0: me down there so you hitched a ride down into the city and uh w- did you stay down there or were you kind of commuting back and forth all the time
1: um i i'd ha- have to go back and forth actually the first time i went down i was uh it was the night before the convoy i w- we uh were the lead car in the convoy and then we split off and uh went to a uh, hotel in ottawa and spent several days down there
0: yeah and the um uh, your your parents they were they were okay with uh you going off and and joining in with this they weren't afraid you were going to get taken by white supremacists or anything
1: <laughs> no no that wasn't too much of a fear
0: that's good oh yeah and um yeah so I, i'm glad you had mentioned before that uh that you had the support of your parents and uh even if they thought uh sometimes you you maybe were a little intense that they uh they support you and and i mean that's so valuable because i mean i've talked to other Uh, people whose um, parents basically pushed them them out because of decisions that they made and so um, yeah you're very fortunate that you have a family that that supports you in what you're doing Uh, what did your day-to-day life then look like so you're commuting back and forth to the convoy how did you end up getting involved because i I know everyone found their little place piece to play and all that well like like i said the walk was started during the convoy so
1: I would be down in Ottawa and uh, enjoying that paradise. And then uh, I'd have to come back, go to school, and put a mask on. And it just seemed so Mm. wrong. And talk about hypocritical. Like, go down there, stand for freedom, and then come back and just kneel to all the oppression. So I uh, organized a walkout just for my school. And that's when I started getting quite a bit of flack from staff.
0: And so when was that first lockout that you uh, organized at your school during the convoy? I believe, yeah, I believe it would have been the second weekend
1: of the convoy or, or uh, like first week of the convoy, I believe.
0: And how many people came out for that?
1: Um, It was actually impressive. We got got, uh, I want to say about 40 students came out for that. And then we got a little bit of support from the road. Just people that had heard, parents that had heard of it.
0: Oh, awesome. So there you go from 4 to 40. That's a 10 times increase. <laughs> so well done. And were, were there repercussions after that That uh, next walkout that you organized? Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: I spent hours in the office before the walkout and uh, I was uh, told I would be suspended. We kind of came to an agreement that uh, the other students that walked out would be fine as long as they kept their masks on. And uh, they uh, they'd be fine if I took a suspension because they said they considered me a leader and they need to punish me for that, I guess. So they said I would be suspended. And uh, I remember they asked me to address the students before we walked out. So we all met up at my locker and like I said, about 40 of us. And uh, I said, so they're asking that you keep your mask on uh, or else you'll be suspended. I said, do what you want. Uh, I'm going out now. You can follow me. And I took my mask off and marched out. And uh, I believe uh, two other students took off their masks. And uh, by the end of that walkout, we got so many calls of support from parents and stuff and the roadside support that my suspension got withdrawn. And uh, so I didn't, other than, like, I spent quite a while arguing with the principals about that. But uh, I didn't actually end up getting suspended, even though they said I would.
0: Hey, good for you. Now, now you had told me when we hung out that um, a police officer had to explain to your principal what uh, what a uh, protest was and what uh, the, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms uh, ascribed to us. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct.
1: Um, <laughs> the cops were called on me, uh, at, I, I believe it was about three times. And... Uh, they would like they were notifying the OPP that there's going to be a walkout, and uh, they uh, he had to explain to my principal that the Charter of Rights and Freedoms allows for peaceful assembly, and uh, the principal then decided to relay this to me and explain to me like it was some sort of revelation, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's the Charter of Rights and Freedoms.
0: <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> So how did that conversation go? So so they call they call the police on you, and then the police officer spoke to the principal. Uh, explain to me in your, your words how that conversation went.
1: I wasn't I wasn't present for the phone call at the police. I was only there afterwards. So I got pulled aside, and uh, I just figured I was in trouble again. But they uh, ended up <laughs> trying to tell me, explain to me what the charter of rights and freedoms was, and my right to peaceful assembly
0: yeah and so then the the police officer had to explain that to the principal and then the principal went on to explain to you that indeed you did have the the right yeah. to protest yeah oh that's um oh, it's great it, it very much bodes well for the quality of our education here in canada i'm i'm thankful for that and 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 again the uh is someone at my door um here josh speak to the people for a while <laughs> Who we got here?
1: Charter <laughs> rights and freedoms can't be suspended over parking violations. Yeah, we saw that. Rolling Thunder.
0: There you go. Sorry about that. A delivery guy came to my door. I'm. Um, there's multiple units in the building, and sometimes they come to my door thinking. Sometimes you know, I uh, I could get free pizza a lot if I. If I was dishonest, because they bring things to my door. <laughs> but um, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, so the, the police officer I- explained to the um, your principal uh, what the Charter Rights and Freedoms are. And yeah, I was going to say that, again, this crazy irony of um, probably the most famous uh, striking union, certainly that I know about, which is the Teachers Union, which likes to go on strike, um, you know, every couple years or so. and the audacity for them to tell you that you can't, uh, take part in a peaceful assembly is quite ridiculous (laughs) in my Mm -hmm. opinion. Um, so yeah. And then you did that, that one during the convo with 40 people. And then when did it start to kind of grow to other schools?
1: Uh, it happened really fast. Actually, it was the second walkout I organized during the, uh, convoy. We were kind of doing one, one a week and, uh, so we put it out, and uh, we had a little group chat, and we decided, let's make it Ontario-wide, let's just see what happens. So we, uh, I had a student throw together a poster for me and uh, sent it out to a few people, posted it on our, all our accounts. And uh, next thing I knew, there was an uh, email that went out from our board to all the parents warning the uh, parents that there's going to be a walkout. And they basically advertised for me. It was perfect.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah let me and... pull up um, one of these articles actually while you're talking about that because uh, I, I I remember this is this is where I first heard about this was it started making some news coverage. Um, so yeah, here, here's here's where they started advertising for you. So this is February 10th. School boards, police prepare for possible student walkout in Sudbury, and uh, you can find similar articles from other communities. But it obviously made its way up to Sudbury. Protests, which supposed to take place at local schools on Friday, would take aim at COVID nineteen mandates. Local school boards are preparing for the possibility of a school walkout in Greater Sudbury and surrounding districts on Friday. And uh, groups associated with the trucker convoy in Ottawa have promoting the idea of an Ottawa-wide, uh, Ontario-wide school walkout on social media. So there you go. You officially got. Uh, you are a group associated with the truck convoy um and uh so yeah no one would have known really where this started but uh but this all traces its way back back to you i guess eh
1: yeah i guess so (laughs) um it spread so
0: fast yeah as from what you're aware of what all areas did this happen in then in ontario uh all across i was
1: getting it like i had limited information i had basically what you guys did and uh I heard it on the news that two, at least two schools were shut down for the day because of anticipated crowd size. So I was starting to think this was getting a lot more real than I had originally thought. And uh, when my parents got the email, they are like, this just got advertised to every student in the board. So yeah.
0: Yeah, here's a quote from, uh, I think, these emails that were sent out to parents. It says, uh, a movement has invited students to take part in a walkout this Friday. In the event that students from our school decide to take part in this event, we would like to remind you of the rules concerning attendance and supervision. Uh, once once students leave school grounds, no supervision will be provided by school staff, as this is not an activity organized by the school or school board said the letter child wants to participate in a student demonstration during the school day your permission is required as a reminder demonstrations of this nature are not permitted on school or board office grounds there you go so to say the least they weren't supportive of it
1: no not at all <laughs> um i had a uh, very little media coverage at my school we got um maybe one or two articles and then a newspaper article and uh the like the Toronto Star did one on it, and uh, they had the only picture they showed of our walkout, which was pretty good size, was uh, our vice principal walking behind it in a mask with not one student in the photo, <laughs> and they reported it as a
0: high school walkout, so that was interesting. Of course, looks like you got some coverage here from uh, the... Toronto Sun. I see, did a story on it. Um, this, I guess, this was before it happened. Ontario students set to walk out Friday to protest mandates. Uh, it looks like anti-mandate protests erupting through Canada are set to spill over into Ontario schools on Friday. And uh, and then it again shows this letter from uh, from the schools. <laughs> so uh, there you go. And um, so there were. Mo- you said there were two schools shut down. Do you have any idea how many students took part in it?
1: I'm not sure I didn't like all I heard, about it was on the radio and this was like it was anticipated crowd size. It was before the walkout even happened, but I'm guessing the community got involved there. That's my best guess.
0: Well, yeah, and obviously uh, it it spread to other uh, places. And um, you said that you'd heard about a few even in other provinces that happened.
1: Yeah. uh, Well, this was after our fourth and final walkout for the year. the uh our mandates got lifted and it was i believe the day before our mandates got lifted we did our last walkout and uh in nova scotia they were set to have uh the mandate lifted on the same day as us but uh it got canceled so uh i don't for those of you that know what safe canada is it started in nova scotia and uh so i have a bit of a platform down there with the other guys and um the kids started to see what we were posting up here in Ontario. And uh, they decided to join in do the same thing. And it looked like identical to ours.
0: <laughs> oh, well, well, good for you, man. And uh, yeah, so you started with four, you got to 40. And then sounds like uh, you had thousands there by the end of it. And uh, <laughs> um, And then what was the school reaction? So, I mean, after this thing had become really big, presumably a lot of the school boards I, I mean, none of these articles trace it back to you. So a lot of them wouldn't even know where this was coming from. Um, but did you get some flack from your school for, did the, did your school catch on that this was coming from you, that it had spread from you?
1: Um, I still wonder that. I don't know. Uh, I know my, the staff certainly didn't understand that I started it. Like they, I remember being interrogated in the office, like the average day at school. And uh they kept asking me who I was taking my orders from. I said, "No, <laughs> <laughs> I organized the walkouts." And uh, they said, "Yeah, but who picked the times?" I said, "I did." I said, "Yeah, but who's doing it for the other schools?" I am. And they just never seemed to catch on. And uh, I know some of the students did, some of them for sure. But uh, I'm not. I'm not too sure what happened there. I'm just because I did it she- anonymously.
0: I'm envisioning like a 90s action movie of like the cops like slamming you down on the table and it's like, who are you working for? And then who are you reporting to? Whose idea was this? We will find you. Like, it's just, um, yeah, it's ridiculous. This, well, I mean, it's kind of insulting to you because they're basically saying there's no way you're smart enough or capable enough to pull this off. You must be working for those deep, dark, dangerous convoy people. Who are who are pulling your strings um, yeah you know, and this is a story across the whole movement is I mean they and again they, they were convinced like we were somehow connected to all these like uh, border blockades which which the Ottawa people had nothing to do with I mean other than you might have a cousin who was over at one of them or you knew a guy but like it's not none of this was um some mastermind plan it was just an organic movement of the people that and obviously that uh, caught fire in, in your heart too, and, and made you do what you did. Um, and it wasn't because anyone was barking orders to you. Obviously,
1: everybody's doing their own part, their own little thing, and it just went all the way across the country. And of course, they couldn't accept that it had to be something bigger. Yeah,
0: yeah, it had it had to had to be. It couldn't possibly be sweet old Josh. It had to be some uh, some scary. <laughs> Some scary white supremacist somewhere, no doubt, but <laughs> that you're being radicalized by, probably. Yeah. The, uh Oh, I just saw some people were commenting on on your hat there. The uh, people can't. Is that from your your website there? Where you yeah. did that?
1: I uh, I sometimes sell them in person at events, but the, yeah, you can get them on the website safecanada.army. And uh, we sell hats, shirts, sweaters—you name it. Phone cases—we <laughs> got it all.
0: Ew. Yeah, it's a—it's a cool hat. I love it. Um, and then so you are doing these walkouts. Um, were you, then did you stop wearing your mask then during the convoy? I was wondering that.
1: So I like I would have been probably either suspended or expelled had I done that. Although I did <laughs> get suspended anyways, but uh, I didn't. I didn't uh, fully stop wearing my mask. I would wear it in class, but I'd take it off at the walkouts. So it was mm-hmm. kind of like our once a week we'd have a stand of defiance and then we'd have to get back to it because mm-hmm. like I I still have to keep up my grades and all that. But uh um, no, so I would wear my mask in school, but uh, I'd take it off at the walkouts and like I wouldn't always like obey all the rules such as you had to walk on certain paths in the hallway and stuff and like I completely disregarded all that stuff, Really, the only thing I did was wear my masks around my chin like hmm.
0: that's about all I did, yeah, the little just let it slide down a little further yeah. all the time. take a and- drink of water here in my <laughs> yeah that's uh i went to uh actually went to a a kitchener rangers game it's like an ohl team in this area and uh we got i brought a big bottle of water and then me and my friend got one of those massive things of popcorn and just like took one kernel every like 30 seconds or so and the the karen uh who was in charge of our area kept like looking over and then i'd look back at her and just take another bite of the popcorn And, (laughs) and it was this ongoing uh, battle of the wills throughout the whole hockey game where she kept checking to see if i was done eating but i'd managed to find one more piece of popcorn and uh, continue it on so what a game we all had to play i remember a um, couple times I'd, I'd cut a
1: line through my mask so then when the teacher questioned me on something when i talked it <laughs> opened up that was awkward <laughs> that, only, that only happened a couple
0: times So you got busted yeah <laughs> yeah and throughout through the time the convoy was there and you're starting to do these walkouts, were you seeing some more support from students as it grew?
1: Um, during the convoy, uh, it was not it, it. was like kind of 50-50. Everybody who uh, had been silently supporting were a little bit more vocal. Um, like they'd come out to the walkouts and stuff. Like these were people that uh, wouldn't have previously taken any action. But uh, other than that, it got a little bit more. Uh, I, I wouldn't say. Oh, well, yeah, I got a little bit more hostile with other students. Like they uh, mm. started to get a little more aggressive in the way they expressed themselves. Mm. And uh, how so? Well, I got some threats and like it, it, it just. Like already what kind people, of threats? Um, one uh, would have been my quote. Ba- I'm going to bash your face into the concrete. <laughs> mm. And uh, that was referring to the changing room floor. Uh, like I got a few things like that, but that wasn't typical.
0: Mm. And that, that because, uh, because you wanted to kill grandma, probably. Uh, something like that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, the for all the accusations of of hatred uh that they rail upon uh the freedom movement the the amount of vitriol and that anger um yeah that that very and like like scary anger where they just like you've seen that some of the counter protesters at these things where they're just like like their eyes are like demonic they're just like ready to to eat somebody like it's uh the, the level of hatred is, is astounding. Like, it's one thing to, fine, think we're ridiculous, disagree with us, whatever. But this, um, this absolute hatred, which we saw from our own prime minister, you know, that don't think you can get on a plane or a train with vaccinated people. Who do you think you are? <laughs> like this ridiculous behavior. Um, and obviously, you saw that repeated amongst, uh, you know, some of your own there at the school. Um, and, and then, so this carry when how long did these walkouts continue for?
1: Uh, I, I want to say four weeks, actually, no, it would have been, it would have been spread out over five weeks, but, uh, one of them we missed a day because we scheduled it for a Friday and it was a snow day. So we didn't end up doing the walkout, but, uh, the last one I'd say was the most interesting because, uh, they, I was pulled in about, about a week before, it, like at the beginning of the week, I'd say, um. I got suspended for an unrelated incident involving the masks. And, uh, so sort of related. Well, yeah, it was, it was about like, I mean, there was a, there's a lot of discrimination towards anyone that went to those walkouts. They, they'd face different treatment from the staff members and, uh, from the staff members. Oh yeah. For sure. How So, uh, there'd be like, they they were just more targeted. They'd they'd be watched and followed to see if they're breaking the rules. And uh, it it was just a lot of targeted, Um, but uh, yeah, I got suspended for, uh, it was a mask incident and uh, they brought me into the office and I got, uh, I believe it was a two day suspension, I believe. And they basically said, so we aren't going to have any more walkouts after this, are we? And I said, well, I have to talk with the rest of the students, see what we want to do. And uh, I said, "When uh, if you see us rallying up again, then I guess you'll know there's another walkout. But uh, they, uh, they kept saying there's not going to be any more walkouts, and I wouldn't give them an answer. And then I organized one last minute so they wouldn't have caught on to it. And I like we actually walked around class to class and said there's a walkout, let's go. <laughs> and
0: let's go, buddy. <laughs>
1: we uh I love that. So they were kind of surprised taken by surprise on that one. And I took my mask off like a lot quite a while a ways before the walkout started. And I was just walking around the school saying, Let's go walk out. And uh so they brought I had about a, uh, I want to say maybe 50 students had gone to the uh, third one. This was the fourth one. Uh, the mandate was coming to an end the next day, so there was less people that showed up to it. But uh, we had a uh, we're all at the lockers ready to go out. And the principal comes up and hands me or offers me a mask and says, "You need to put this on." And I said, no, thank you. And she said, you'll be suspended again for noncompliance and uh, defiance. And I said, okay. And so you gave me a suspension. And then a couple other students who had taken off their masks, put them back on. And because uh, uh, this was the first uh, walkout related suspension. The other ones uh, were, they were all related, but it wasn't actually at a walkout. So the other kids kind of started to chicken out on that one. But then a few others came to my support and actually ripped their masks in half and took them off. And I think I want to say about five students took suspensions and then about 25 of us ended up being the ones to walk out and we were met by the biggest support on the road we'd seen yet. We had That's the awesome. Anthem up on the speakers and convoy trucks and stuff. It was great.
0: There were trucks out there?
1: Yeah, uh, There were no big rigs, but we had like trucks yeah, coming up.
0: Yeah. And then they had uh, speakers for you.
1: Yep. Oh, that's um, awesome. So th- what ended up happening there though, is, uh, that was the first time the cops actually showed up and, uh, all they did was smile and wave and, uh, ask one person to move their car because it was on the road, uh, blocking traffic. But other than that, they just drove right on past. They didn't care. And, uh, we had bus drivers honking at us and stuff and uh apparently i said there were no big rigs but actually my brother reported that there was two transports that drove up the road and just parked on the side of the road i'm not sure why they, they had flags on them and i'm not sure why they didn't come to see visit us but they just drove
0: fast and then stopped farther on up and got honks but uh oh, that's amazing. No, oh, this is like uh, this is like Netflix movie material here. You, I, I imagine the slow motion scene of you breaking open the door and there's just this crowd waiting for you with the flags and the honking and everything. Oh, it's great. It's like your my captain, my captain moment. Uh, from a movie that you're not old enough to have ever seen, but uh, yeah, that's awesome. Just to see people joining together and, and your community supporting you in that way. How, how many people you figure you think there are more people just out on the street supporting you than even the students who followed you? Oh yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I'd say maybe fifty supporters and then the twenty five or so students, so probably about doubled.
0: Yeah, no, oh, that's 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 wonderful, and uh, and this is why what what so many people need. To understand if they don't already is it wasn't it, this was not a movement of you know one organization or or a thousand people here or 50 people here it was all of these things together it was yeah. it was your the, the, and the stories we'll never hear about because somewhere out there is is some kid who um, you know took a suspension for for not wearing his mask and, and maybe there was only four of them that ever walked out and that's all they had um, but it was those four plus those 50 plus those thousands that that all joined together um, for one cause um, and it, what made this movement so and continues to make this movement so incredible is um, it, you know it it's it's not any one person it's uh, it's really just a grassroots movement of regular Canadians uh, who want their freedom and uh, because and yeah I mean you put it well of I mean what was the title of your what you were being disciplined for was was uh, defiance. defiance, defiance and noncompliance. Yeah. yeah, non-compliance. And that's precisely what this whole thing came down to. Nothing about COVID, nothing about illnesses. It was about non-compliance. And what you were ultimately being disciplined for was non-compliance. And it's what all of us uh, were disciplined for was was non-compliance. This was about control, about um, doing what you're told. Don't question it. Uh, even if we. Even if we know we're wrong, you still have to do it because uh, we said so, and we see that increasingly so now, as you know the data isn't backing up their little story as to whether it ever was, but increasingly it's not working for their favor at all. So now that, I you know I, I tweeted that out of they just stopped reporting on uh, VAC status now when it comes to uh, hospitalizations and illnesses in Ontario because uh, they just oh, it's not suiting our storyline. So we're not going to talk about it all, but you still must comply. Um, and we're still being disciplined for those of us who who didn't comply. You know, it's still why we have to quarantine if we travel and still why people are out of work. So it, um, yeah, it, like you and so many, and and these other, the, the faceless kids that we will never know who joined you um, are are truly all heroes. And I hope that all the praise that gets directed towards the convoy or Tamara or whoever else, um, that you also know that that praise is for you as well, because it's for each person who joined together in this movement. Um, and we'll never get to meet you all, but we're appreciative for all that everyone did. You get me all emotional, buddy.
1: (laughs) I find it's like, it's easier for students to get credit just because of their age, but there's like, there's so many other people that have a much, uh, harder story and uh Mm. didn't get any credit like there's you you just hear it you could see it and like some of the people that even stopped by in our walkouts and talk to us it was a rough time for a lot of canada and it's uh it's too easy to take credit for doing something like that just because it's noticeable
0: yeah no and it's a great point and I, i love your humility like that and that uh yeah, and and often too, people. Well, actually, yeah. Let's let's show that you. Um, I found this a video of you from from Rebel News, and it's true. People get all excited when young people do something cool. It's like America's Got Talent. You know, you have this like B-level singer, but because they're sixteen, then everyone gets all excited. Uh, whereas if they were thirty, no one would be very impressed. But you know, it's people get excited. It's good to see young people doing something uh significant and and if you can realize that you know there's an opportunity there and then use that to for for good um that's great to see so you did an interview can you give me the background of this of when you when you david menzies here did an interview with you how did that end up happening
1: uh that was at a uh, rolling thunder this was after the uh bikes had rolled through and uh i had been talking to uh Uncle of mine who works for Global News, and uh, we had actually been talking about uh, David Menzies in particular. And I pointed over; I was like, "Oh, there he is!" I went over to say hi to him, and he ended up interviewing me. Right oh, on the spot, there.
0: Global News didn't interview. You? No. <laughs> no global. Yeah, we won't. Uh, we won't cause any family drama there. But I imagine that causes for a little bit of tension. I'm going to go ahead and assume, but we won't get into that. Uh, so here, I'm going to show you. Um yeah, show the folks here. Obviously, you've seen it. But well, there's a little video he did. Um and uh, sorry, remind me your, your friend's name there again. Uh, Monty Walker. The, Monty. Monty's in the video with you there too. Um and uh yeah, well let's just uh I'll go ahead and and, and roll that here. I think you did a great job of uh explaining and Monty here too. He's a well spoken guy. They basically said that the uh the indigenous community had wanted
1: uh, freedom. Convoy separated from anything that had to do with them. And uh, I said, we're here for freedom and out there. Not the beginning. It basically said that the uh, the Indigenous community had wanted uh, Freedom Convoy separated from anything that had to do with them. And uh, I said, we're here for freedom out there. Freedom, our freedom, everyone's
2: freedom. We're all Canadians. And uh, they didn't seem to like that.
0: Oh, that's just the intro. That's why I was messing with David me
2: Menzies <laughs> for Rebel News here at the National War Memorial in Ottawa. Well, folks, I'm with Monty Walker and Josh Alexander. They're with a group called Save Canada. Uh, tell me, Josh, um, what is Save Canada all about? Save Canada is a small organization. started in Halifax. Uh, Zachary McGibbon,
1: Cole Campbell, and Morgan May were the individuals that started it. And that was after uh, they were arrested on Citadel Hill where a couple of their individuals were arrested on Citadel Hill for protesting against all the mandates. And uh, after that, they started selling merch, and they put out a website where you can find uh, all the businesses in Canada that won't comply. And then we joined them here in Ontario, and we organized the student walkouts.
2: And Monte, who are, exactly are we saving Canada from, or what are we saving Canada from? Uh, we're saving it from our
3: tyrant government. We're saving it from uh, the corrupt news channels that are not showing what's really going on all the love on here they're showing whatever hate they can find we're here for love and we're here to be strong and free
2: well, You know this is the rolling thunder and they prevented the motorcycles from coming here but you can't prevent an idea from coming here and it's about the you know the fight for freedom and i don't see any hatred here whatsoever but tell me josh getting back to your movement you were organizing uh, school walkouts, um, how did that go? What was the reaction uh, by faculty, by the principal, to students walking out to demonstrate for freedom? So actually, the principals hated what I was doing, they pulled me <laughs> for hours out of
1: class and argued with me and told me what I was doing was wrong. And. Uh, after one of the first walkouts, a Indigenous girl held an Every Child Matters flag, and I got pulled into the office and told by the principal that it was a white supremacist. They basically said that the uh, the Indigenous community had wanted uh, Freedom Convoy separated from anything that had to do with them, and uh, I said, we're here for freedom, their freedom, our freedom, everyone's freedom, we're all Canadians. and uh, uh, they didn't seem
3: to like. We're called white supremacists, homophobics, sexists. We had a friend of ours there with an Every Child Matters flag. Many, like, indigenous people. Our area, the Runford County, we have plenty of indigenous people around here. It's not a problem with us. We love our friends. We love our family. Everyone around us is native.
2: It, it makes no sense, but I guess it's par for the course, that when you look at the left, if they can't challenge you on the merit of your idea, they slam you with the identity politics card. They call you white supremacist. They call you misogynist. Uh, they call you uh, uh, anti-LGBT, etc., etc. But that's that has nothing to do with your movement. You're you're fighting for the rights of everybody in Canada. Are you not?
1: Yeah, I'm fighting for their freedom. I'm fighting for his freedom. Everyone's freedom.
3: Our old school that we used to go to, anyone who tries to stand up, they're shut down immediately. Of uh, the like, teachers, they force ideas on the children and indoctrinate, like you said there. It's, it's honestly disgusting. And then we get to high school, and it's, we have the chance to stand up, but now they're still trying to wipe us out. Wow.
2: Well, you know what, guys? I think you're doing a great thing. And tell me, what is the future for the Save Canada movement? Are you going to organize more student walkouts?
1: I'm sure we will, especially, like, I saw the police response last night on the front lines. Not impressed at all, getting hit by batons, innocent Canadians getting pulled across the police line and arrested. I watched a two-month-old baby get removed from his family, his father arrested. It's just terrible.
2: Literally in the shadow of this glorious uh, war memorial. But uh, thank you for your time, guys, and keep fighting for freedom.
0: There we go. Good job, buddy. And, uh, yeah, Monty uh, does a great job there. And, you know, it made me think of, I often tell people, you say, they people ask why are you protesting or like why are you still doing this and just ask somebody because like even uh, he's a bit younger than you too 15 years old and uh, a 15 year old can explain why they are there what they are protesting literally anyone in that crowd you can pull them aside and ask them why they are there and they can tell you quite succinctly uh, why they continue to to protest and so well done to, to you guys that was a great little great little interview there did uh did some people uh, notice you from that? Some of your uh, friends uh, noticed that.
1: Yeah, a few locally saw that and uh, <laughs> got shared around a little bit. I know uh, you were talking about Monty. Was able to describe that. I've uh, I've watched Monty argue with four CTV workers and completely destroy them. <laughs> just one kid. I just sat back and watched him do it. It was incredible. Oh, yeah? yeah
0: Yeah, he's Well, that's interesting because um well when we hung out like you were doing most the the talking he was pretty quiet but obviously he can hold his own when he wants to oh yeah sure yeah (laughs) that's great i'd love to uh i'd love to see that you didn't get any footage of him uh uh laying down some ctv reporters
1: no we didn't want to be obnoxious it was like (laughs) he was having a good conversation with them and it was uh he was holding his
0: own yeah yeah well good for you guys and um yeah and that's great and you had told me earlier that uh you know you guys have uh, become good friends and he's someone who's continued to to stand with you through all this even though you've lost some other friends yeah Yeah, there's uh there's not many people that actually stick through with you even when they uh
1: disagree with your politics like not many people can recognize that politics isn't everything Mm. and there's more to more to a person than that but yeah not many can see past it
0: Yeah, and uh, I mean, obviously, friendship should not be defined by purely one uh, issue. And unfortunately, yeah, that is what we increasingly see that and and especially it can be worse amongst young people, um, but certainly the case everywhere where there's these um, it's basically become a new religion of these are the Ten Commandments of, you know, you must think this about climate change. You must think this about recycling and you must think this about the convoy and mass and whatever have you, they create these new um, beliefs and you either ascribe to those beliefs or you're out. And I mean, as someone who uh, grew up uh, in a religious context and and you're the same that uh, I never for all the accusations against churches and and I have my issues with uh, the way certain churches handle things and the way religion can deal with things. Sometimes I have never seen the level of discrimination and, and hatred that I have seen from, uh, people in the in the modern leftist movement, it's far more vitriol and judgmental and discriminatory than anything I've seen from even the worst of like uh, church organizations that i've I've come across. and And I've seen some, some bad stuff from certain religious organizations, but but nothing like the the level of uh, of hate that I see spewed out by those who uh, who disagree on on this far left, which is unfortunately not a it's it's not a small group anymore increase especially we see in the states where this far-left ideology in the in the um the democratic party has become mainstream really and we have a same issue here uh with this uh very scary religiously type uh religious type uh anger and um uh, drive for these people so we need more. We need more Joshes out there, more Joshes and Monties who are willing to, to stand up and, and speak the truth <laughs> against this. The uh, the
1: education system, especially the way they push their indoctrination, it's it's terrible. Uh, like for instance, I lost uh, I lost grades on a science assignment for refusing to get behind a socialist plan to uh, help with the whole climate change issue and uh like i uh, it was a i had to take a political opinion on a science paper and lose grades over that and just show Sorry, us eight the
0: they um you were take they were you lost marks because basically they didn't agree with your opinion on it yeah on and a what, science paper yeah what what did you write about on the paper what was it about? um So
1: basically it was uh, talking about reducing emissions or whatever. Uh, I don't remember the specifics of the assignment, but basically they wanted uh, us to propose a plan to the uh, government uh, to restrict what businesses can do with uh, whatever they sell and all that. I don't even remember the details, but
0: uh,
1: the government has no role in that. Like we need to have a, capitalist society you should be able to earn a living however you want without the the uh liberal
0: administration <laughs> with their hands in that and uh i lost marks what because, did they specifically tell you you lost like i just i want to be clear and not spread false information but how did you know you were losing marks because of your opinion it was written
1: right on the sheet
0: <laughs> they okay, well, uh, they're not even good circled
1: what it. i they circled what i said and wrote right on it that i uh didn't I didn't uh, include a, uh, I don't know what it was, like a uh, government response or something. Like I said, I instead said, no, the government should have a role in this. And they said, I didn't
0: include the government's role in it. <laughs> right. You know, it reminds me of anyone who's watched Parks and Rec with uh, Ron Swanson. Uh, this little girl comes into his uh, office and she wants help. The assignment is basically, it was something along the lines of like, you know, how... Uh, you know, what are problems that the government can fix? And his answer was like nothing, (laughs) like assignment done. Uh, There's nothing the government can, can help with. So uh, anyways, yeah, you're, you're just, you were explaining to your teacher, basically a a libertarian uh, free market viewpoint on the, on the solution to this. And, uh, and they weren't, that wasn't what they were looking for, obviously. Not at all. (laughs) No, and it's not to, um, I mean, it's it, it it's not like we're all looking to uh, destroy the, the planet, and presumably that's uh, not what you're about at all, but it's that um, that the government is not the the ultimate route to fixing all of the the world's <laughs> uh, problems. And in the words of uh, Jordan Peterson, maybe they should worry about uh, you know taking care of their own house, uh, make sure their own house is in order before they take on all the problems of the world. Ah, uh, maybe start with some clean drinking water for all Canadians before we worry about the climate for the whole planet is, I think, a realistic goal. But <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm crazy. Uh, you, do you do you listen to much Peterson? You seem like you'd be a Peterson guy. Yeah, I like Peterson. I don't always have the time to tune into everything
1: he says, but I do when I get a chance. I listening.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, there you go. Well, uh, so that that will uh, we'll balance out the the liberal indoctrination with a a, a bit of bit of peterson uh there <laughs> for you too that's great um and no, oh, i i mean i love that you even know who uh who a 60 some year old uh clinical psychologist is <laughs> it's a it's a good sign um for your generation and i hope more people start to do that as well um and then so you went to rolling thunder obviously we saw that uh clip there you guys were there and um is that where you monty got pretty shook up at one of these events you were telling me correct well he yeah uh, they like
1: quite literally the cops grabbed him and like they uh caught him between two vans shook him around hit him back and forth between the vans and uh that was interesting and what what caused that uh that was when they were towing the uh vehicle so basically parking violations caused that they grabbed him uh one of the larger cops who's nicknamed Goliath on the line there he uh he said, kept telling Monty, I can hit you, and then he ended up gloving him with the baton and all that. I think uh, most of us there did end up getting hit at one point or the other, but uh, they seemed to target Monty, and he's like the smallest
0: guy in the crowd. And so this was back at the like the Freedom Convoy in the winter? No, this was at Rolling Thunder. This is at Rolling Thunder, and he yeah. got hit with a baton.
1: Yeah, so did I.
0: Oh, okay. I... I... I, when you first explained that the last time you told me I I wasn't fully grasping that. So, um, so they hit both of you guys with baton and, and what, and they were dealing with moving park cars and you guys were in the way, I guess. Uh, we weren't even in the way. Like I, uh,
1: I went through and I talked to, uh, both liaison Ottawa police. I believe I even talked to Durham. Like I've spoke to quite a few of them and I confirmed that, yes, we are allowed to be here and, uh. There was a there's just actually as the protest goes, there's a line between the police and the uh, uh, protesters. And we were at the front of that line and uh, they'd go through and they'd club anyone who was there, even though we were (laughs) just peacefully protesting, we weren't in the way or anything like we backed up when they asked us to.
0: Yeah. And I mean, for context, it's hard to tell on the camera. I mean, you're not you're not a huge guy and, and Monty is probably a foot smaller than you. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, uh, no offense, Monty, you're a good guy. Um, but like, you're not, what I mean is you're not intimidating fellows. And, uh, yeah. it's for uh, some grown men with, uh, with guns and batons and police training, uh, to be shoving you around. And you were telling me too, they, they drove around and catcalled you a few times too. Yeah, that was, uh, uh,
1: the day Mr. Top made it to the memorial there. Uh, we were, we were separated from the crowd and, uh, we were on our, on the way to Memorial to get there early. Cause I'd already, I got my fair share of marching in with him. And, uh, we were just walking through town. We actually went and got some ice cream, just having a nice day in the town. And then this police van that is continually driving past us stops and takes photos of us and then comes back later and stops and taunted us and said that we weren't so tough without a crowd behind us. And then mentioned that they remembered us from rolling thunder and stuff.
0: Hmm.
1: and uh i don't i'm not sure why they thought that was necessary but we were just like any other protester there i guess they noticed us because we were young but other than that like we
0: we when they asked us to move we'd move and we were just in the crowd and they and, said you you don't look you're not so tough without a crowd that that's yeah. what police officers in a police van driving by yeah. two teenagers having ice cream thought was the appropriate thing to say to you
1: yeah and the next day, <laughs> the next day, when I saw the same van, you know, sitting there laughing at me and pointing and all that, there was auto police and liaison beside me, and I, I just pointed them out, and I pointed out the van of police officers and the auto police beside me agreed that yeah, I should report that because that wasn't proper police behavior.
0: And uh, another police officer told you that you should report the other police. Yeah. Well, good for them. Uh, yeah. yeah, because it's not appropriate behavior to be intimidating teenagers having ice cream on the streets. I mean, nothing really like, shocks me anymore.
1: It, like it would be one thing if we had been goons at the last protest and uh, we'd made a name for ourselves as troublemakers. But that wasn't that wasn't the case. We were on the street <laughs> eating ice cream. And I guess they just saw three young guys. with We had uh, Canadian flags and stuff. And Apparently, oh, yeah. We're must be yeah, we were eating our ice cream too quietly, so they had to go and say we're a lot more quiet with a crowd behind us.
0: And you showed me a video of uh, was that at Rolling Thunder where Monty gets pushed really aggressively? Yeah, that was that was uh, some footage of uh,
1: Monty just again, the whole crowd. He it wasn't like he was in front of the rest of the crowd or anything, but uh, I think it was Goliath in that video. He reached out and fired
0: him back off a ledge. Um, in the street yeah and uh it's i mean i can it's i can't even get my head around like what that is like from your perspective it's difficult you know years later to think what my head space as a teenager would be like but i i find it very impressive the calm that you have been able to to keep and but as i understand it it hasn't been always easy you you know you've told me that since the the convoy and everything you've had um, some sleeping troubles and, you know, these, these scenes that you witnessed bother you. Is that correct? Yeah. To some extent, it's not,
1: it's not necessarily something you easily walk away from the next day. And, uh, I mean, it probably has a different effect on me because of my age, but it's not like, it's not a natural circumstance to be in there watching like women pinned to the ground, getting beaten (laughs) by uniformed men, you know, but, uh, like it could be a lot worse. It's just it's not the most comfortable situation to be in at my age, or yeah, really for I, anyone. I'd say.
0: I I know you're not one to uh, you know look looking for self pity, and I only bring it up because I think it's important for viewers to understand. Um, yeah, just the level of 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 trauma, and that you know not not this like snowflake uh, triggered trauma because uh, someone said a word they don't like. I mean, actual like ptsd type trauma of you watched people be slammed to the ground in front of you you watched your friend get shoved by a police officer you had cops creep after you 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 yourself were hitting with hit with a baton you watched people pepper sprayed. these are not things that canadian teenagers should have to witness and um and i i know that has affected you um and you've told me before that sometimes you have these kind of flashbacks to that and and think that through and um and i don't bring this up to you know to get you pity or anything but for people to understand yeah the true extent of the damage that this has caused um many people through the you know if if the city of ottawa wants to sit and talk about damage that was caused then uh, i think this is an important story that needs to be told of damage that was caused to yourself and and many people and i know i've had to to work through that as as well people saw it live on tv when i had a bit of an episode during Rolling Thunder where I had a, a bit of a, a PTSD moment myself, a bit of a panic attack. And uh, yeah, and the whole the whole world got to watch that on my live stream. And uh, I know that that's something that you've had to deal with in different situations where you're struggling a bit with sleep and uh, at different times. So um, yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I can't really say I'm sorry because, but you know what I mean when I say I'm sorry that this is something that you have to to deal with. Yeah, I mean,
1: it, like I said, it could be a lot worse. It's not something that well, I would say I was I was gonna say I would don't lose too much sleep over it, but I guess that's not the truth. <laughs> but um
0: that is what you lose sleep <laughs> over. <of. laughs>
1: but uh um yeah, I mean it's it's just an unnatural situation to be in. Like I remember at the when after James Top arrived and they made all the arrests there uh during all that. Chaos because I was actually there was uh, I was with Veterans for Freedom, me, my brother, and Monty, and we were helping push the crowd back and let the cops make the arrest so it wouldn't escalate into something uh, that would take attention away from James Top's cause and all that. And uh, so we were trying to help them make the arrest. And while you're doing that, I mean, like you're vulnerable with the police behind you. You don't know whether you're going to get pulled in. There, was, somebody decided it was a good idea to light off fireworks while that was happening. And then uh, you've got people running into you and pushing you and shoving you in towards the police. It's just like it's it's just a bit. It once your blood uh, gets running there, it just plays tricks on you
0: a little bit. Well, yeah, and and thank you for your continuing to show up too. So you, you've been at the convoy, you've been at Rolling Thunder, you were at the Canada Day events, and you've been at some other uh, smaller events in in the city and around the area. So um, we. I need to, uh, yeah, before we finish, I need to actually get into uh, Save Canada Army because we've been getting into all this other stuff. And how did you end up plugged in with them, or what is Save Canada Army?
1: Well, it's, uh, like I mentioned earlier, It's uh, started down in Nova Scotia by uh, uh, Morgan May, Zachary McGibbon, uh, Cole Campbell. He's he's moved on, but he was definitely uh, pretty vital early on and uh they were like they had a similar similar story to a lot of people um they were sick of being locked down and they were young and they thought like they should be out partying having fun so they started doing that and they went to a couple protests and zachary McKibben got arrested and uh yeah they so then they just started making hats and stuff and then i got working with one of them one of them actually started tutoring me in school i was struggling and uh That's how I got talking to them, and then uh, we met up at the convoy, and they gave me some merch to sell and all that. And then we started doing using that platform to uh, organize the walkouts and all that.
0: Okay, so you got plugged in at the at the convoy, and uh, and that's sort of the the banner you're you're under now. Let me pull up your website here, actually, so people can check that out. If you go to uh, Save Canada. (laughs) Dot r- r- <laughs> we were joking <laughs> about this before off camera because uh, this shows my, my age to make Canada based again it's like what what word I, I assumed it was a spelling mistake at first and I'm like oh no I think I think I've heard the young people speak of this based so tell us what it means to make Canada based again
1: so uh, that was actually Zach that wrote that in there but um, he, it's uh based is kind of a term that's been uh taken over by uh more conservative people young people and uh it's the original meaning that i know of was uh having an unpopular opinion but not caring and it just started getting used so much and it spread quickly through all the memes and everything and uh it just started getting used as like a synonym for cool or whatever it just gets used and it could be used in any sentence and nobody would blink
0: there you go so this is a very based organization is that what you're telling me yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> i i i used to uh, i worked at uh, a summer camp and um i wanted one of the funny jokes is that my students would like teach me a new a new word so this is my new word now that you've taught me is based and uh and then i had to try to use it based. in a sentence <laughs> So, yeah, you teach me the word and then tomorrow I'll have to try to use it in a sentence and I'll I'll text you to, to see if I use the word properly in the sentence or not. But <laughs> play a play. I'll, yeah, I'll keep trying. So this is uh, this is make Canada based again, Save Canada dot army. And uh, you've got some of the video footage and stuff from your involvement. And um, yeah, you've got that uh, that hat that some people seem to like. Oh, I have to. That opens in a new window. So hold on. I'll have to switch over to that um just to show people you can go to the the store and uh you can support what he's doing through there yeah so here's all your you got some different products and stuff you got your save canada hat is that one of your popular ones yeah that'd be. Oh, this is a care package with a hat flag shirt bumper sticker etc so there we go save canada um so yeah you guys can uh check that out um let me just pull back to the website here and it, and it you want to walk me through the website or anything i should oh this um how does this app work for freedom because that's one of the things your group has been working on right
1: um well that was like i mentioned cole earlier he uh he's no longer with us anymore i mean he he was he wasn't much he wasn't a youth he was a man and uh so he had this app going he's really good with technology and he started adding we got like couple thousand businesses is on this freedom map all across canada but uh i know we were supposed to have the like actually be launching it on the website and it crashed and none of mm. we're all students and none of us are devs so we don't know what to do with it right now but i think you can find the original
0: version of it on uh, the website. well oh, the link comes up here so this freedom map.ca is that or this doesn't i don't think that'll take you to the map no oh this doesn't work i don't
1: believe so the original version it was like it was kind of like a google map and you go on and i think you can still find that give me a second
0: okay but uh so you're saying it's still a work in progress yeah we won't push it too hard then um but uh hey respect for the hustle and uh yeah i've seen a few initiatives of that of trying to kind of put and maybe i did see it down here yeah here this um We're trying to, uh, yeah, here it is there. So it opens up on a map. So if you click that and then it shows just some various, um, yeah, groups that uh, have been identified as uh, being supportive of freedom. And I mean, especially as we move into the fall, stuff like this is going to become more important uh, if they start bringing in more lockdowns and it'll be good to know the places. I mean, we all knew locally. I mean, I knew the places around here, everything within like a half hour drive of where I could go where they wouldn't require masks or um, passports. Every community had its pl- place it could go, but actually being able to uh, help direct people to freedom-supporting businesses, uh, because that's, if we, enter, you know, the craziness that might be coming this fall, if they decide to make the uh, <laughs> make it all a thing again, because, you know, they, they desperately want to, um, then uh, it'll be useful for students for stuff like that so you guys can check that out play around i see you guys have some links and and photos and such on there so and you have some links to um veterans for freedom and some of the other groups too so that's another spot you guys can take a look and you can support josh with a with a Save canada hat too so looks good it's got a, it's got like a mega vibe to it i think it's kind of what you're going for
1: uh I, I wasn't the one that made the hats but i think that might have been uh yeah, yeah. part of the inspiration Well, i
0: just can't help but think about uh what was there. that fella's name in the states who it became this big story of you know the the angry teenager who was being mean to an old man wearing the mega hat do you remember this um yeah. yeah and uh and they kept going on about the look on his face and then the true story came out and it was the young man who was being harassed by the older man and the, the poor guy was like actually in, in danger. He was being surrounded by these guys who are verbally harassing him. And the true story is the teenager actually handled himself really well and uh, de-escalated the situation while the older gentleman was escalating the situation. So uh, just you and your uh, Save Canada hat kind of remind me of that. Witten, Wittenhouse? No, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's the gun guy. Um, no, this is just the, uh, the, the, the kid. Or, or is it? No, Rittenhouse is the gun guy. Maybe Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. Anyway, that that wasn't the. No, there we go. Nicholas Sandman. That's the one. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse was the guy involved in the shooting in Kenosha. Yeah. The the same thing with just uh, lies from the media. But yeah, Sandman was uh, just a a young fellow there wearing a mega hat, minding his own business, and uh, this guy came over and was getting all in his face, and he actually held his. Yeah, and he held his cool really well and instead the media told this story of where he was harassing natives or something and it was just all a lie um and yeah i mean these these patterns just continue to go i, I we saw in that rebel clip too you've been accused of uh, a white supremacist and uh what, what was this thing about uh natives that so someone in your group flew on uh, an every child matters flag and that yeah, was an issue one of our, uh, one of the students that
1: walked out and she's actually, she's been quite vocal throughout the whole thing. And, uh, she carried out in every child matters play and, uh, she's native. And, uh, I was pulled into the office. The rebel news clip there was edited. Strangely. It made it seem like I said, the principal accused me of being a white supremacist. That's not the case. They never Mm -hmm. said that, but, uh, they did say that other students had complained about that. And uh, the uh, they said that um, it was concerning and the uh, Indigenous community didn't want that involved with the Freedom Convoy. And I said, well, no, have you not been down to the convoy? I've been down there and I've seen them. They're, they're, they have a very strong presence down there.
0: And uh, they wanted nothing to do with well, that. Well, and, and just... I mean, nobody can speak, uh, I mean, obviously every group has representatives, but like you can't, no one can speak for every Native person, just yeah. as no one can speak for every Black person, or every White person, or, or every mechanic, uh, and so th- this person who was flying the Every Child Matters, were they a Native themselves, or they were yes. simply, sub- oh, okay, no, they so were. they, yeah, yeah, okay, so it's that a Native- was
1: the, uh, <laughs> and the irony behind that whole thing with me being questioned about that, I'm not sure if you're aware, but back at the uh, beginning of the this past school year the flags were lowered for months and every yeah. day me and monty would go out and one of us would raise the ontario flag and the other one would raise the canadian flag and then within minutes the staff would go out and change it again and they didn't want to they didn't want to Oh wrap-
0: you guys I love it
1: but it went on and on and on every day And some that got to the point where we were doing it, we'd do it like two or three times a day until they waited until the last day before Christmas break to address me on it. So clearly they were concerned about addressing us on it. And uh, there's cameras. I knew they knew it was me, but uh, I get pulled out of class and I've already done it about four times and I'm uh, only halfway through the day at this point. So it's it's like quite uh, intense and they they page me to the office <laughs> and josh alexander please come to the office i know exactly what it's about so i actually run out the back door and i hook around and i see they've lowered the flags again i go and i raise both them quickly and i was in such a rush that my hand actually broke open and started bleeding i got a big cut on the back of my hand and uh it got pinched in the pole and i come walking in <laughs> victoriously into the building and uh the principal meets me there, and I'm not wearing a mask either. And she yells Naturally. at me, get, get back. You can't be in the building without a mask. So I just... I unclean!
2: Said, unclean! <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I go, I gesture, like the blood's dripping off my hand. I go, I, I can't put it on like this. So
0: <laughs> so then... Uh, I mean, you, you probably, honestly, you could have had a limb ripped off and be bleeding out, and she'd probably be more concerned about the mask because yeah. you know how dangerous it is. So anyways, I go into the office and they tell me, you uh,
1: you aren't allowed to touch the flagpole again. If you do, you get suspended, blah, blah, blah. And uh, they said, have we made ourselves clear? And I said, well, uh, what's going to be done? Like, are the flags going to be raised? I said, because as long as they're down, I'm going to be raising them. And uh, they asked me why I wanted that done. So I explained, like, obviously what happened was a tragedy, but we need to heal and grow past it like we never lowered the flag for every veteran that died and uh, so I asked uh, them to raise it and they decided to have a meeting and uh, they actually ended up raising the flags for the entire school board so that was our first victory I guess
0: oh and that was how soon after your action did they start raising the, the flags of the school board
1: um, well, I know the meeting, like they spoke with the superintendents. I knew it was, the meeting was because of what we, me and Monty had been doing. So, uh, we went on to two week break, Christmas break. And then after we came back from that, they addressed me again, said the meeting's been booked, we're going to have it soon. And they stalled a little bit, but once they had the meeting, the flags
0: went back up immediately good for you you kept you kept the pressure on and it started with those things like no one's ever going to admit to what caused what i mean it's in a small what your small scale thing is like what the convoy was in a big scale where nobody directly attributed anything oh we were going to drop those mandates anyway oh yeah we were we were moving on anyway but um yeah the the pressure makes a difference and it's why protesting is a part of our democratic right it's a part of what uh, you know and these people who accused us of being against democracy it's like no that peaceful demonstration has always been and peaceful non-compliance as well always been a part of a free society and it's one of the pieces that makes it work because when um, when governments start to step out of lines or school boards and your in your situation then it's important that the citizens actually make their issues known so uh, good for you but i wanted to rewind back to that point of you you had a native student flying an every child matters flag and somehow the messaging that your school got from that is you're supporting white supremacy?
1: Uh, That was, that was the uh, students and some of the students took it to the office and complained, but uh, yeah, that was the general consensus, I guess. And so
0: the administration, the administration speaking on behalf of the native community said that, the natives don't want anything to do with the convoy. And so therefore, they're telling a native girl that she can't fly a flag with you guys while you're doing the walkout. I- I'm getting that all correct? I don't
1: know. I don't believe they ever told her she couldn't fu- couldn't fly it. Um, a lot of drama went on with that incident afterwards. And uh, so I didn't want to get involved in that too much but uh they like they brought it up as a concern to me because i was the so-called leader of all these gone or all these walkouts. Right. So this was, evi- bringing it was it evidence
0: up. evidence of one of the problems with what you were doing yeah they they're bringing it up as a concern i was upsetting r- people yeah that you might upset the native community when it's a native girl that's doing it yeah yeah, no, it sounds like uh, leftist school board logic. Uh, I mean, we <laughs> it, uh, it only makes sense because I know how wild uh, the school boards are. And thankfully, more people are realizing that. I think that's something that COVID and all the online learning did was more parents got to see the absolute just nutsness. <laughs> I don't know a polite way to, to to describe it, but the craziness that goes on in schools um you know and spend a bit of time with uh libs of tick tock if you guys don't follow them already and you'll see some of the craziness that goes on in schools um but uh yeah well and good for you you didn't sit around you didn't just complain you took some real action and you encouraged others uh to do the same so um do you have what are your plans moving forward here are you just gonna see what's next yeah i don't know we're uh with safe can we're we're gonna
1: have a meeting soon, see what our next steps are because right now I think everybody's kinda out of law. We don't really know what to do. Um, I know I was gonna be in Ottawa with Veterans of Freedom for that uh summer uh presence, but uh that's been cancelled and they're gonna be fo- focusing more on James Top. So I'm not really sure what we're gonna do. Uh there will probably be more walkouts to be done in the fall. Uh <laughs> interested to see how that goes
0: Um, Well, yeah it's important to to know like to keep that pressure on it's like that they know that you're ready to act again you know should they step out of line and you know that's part of the balancing of power that happens between those in power and those under them is there needs to be that that balance so and i know uh even
1: after the walkouts happened uh monty there he had to do an assignment about uh marching with james top and he was told he was not allowed to mention the reason for his marching he was only allowed to talk about his marching experience and uh like it it gets so stupid and uh, i had my truck at the school um the window said we the fringe somebody smashed that and uh there was two weeks of footage to go through they wouldn't go they went through a couple
0: days and then uh, wouldn't go through the rest of it OPP uh, wouldn't help. Your crazy stories are coming so fast and hard that I, I can't keep up. So this window, is just saying there's footage, there's footage, the school board has footage of someone smashing your truck window and they couldn't be bothered to take a look at who smashed it?
1: So yes, there is, uh, the, it, there was, the window would have had to have been smashed in a two-week period. I'm not sure when, but uh the school and the OPP both said that's too timely a process to go through that and they won't check it. Um, So like they, I was on the phone with the OPP and they said, do you think there was a reason for the window being smashed? And I said, well, there's flags on the back of my truck and it says we, the fringe. So I think that's your motive right there.
0: Yeah. So it's a hate crime is is what it is. It's actually a hate crime. Unlike, you know, many things that get declared hate crimes. What that appears to be is a a crime motivated by hate against a group that they they disagreed with. And I can't help but think that if uh, the hatred was motivated by some other identifying factors that um, that the police might have taken it a bit more uh, seriously. So, um, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> really unfortunate and then rewind again you said that you had an ass- um what was it an assignment oh yes that monty did an assignment on james top and that was allowed but he couldn't explain what james was marching for correct he wasn't allowed
1: to or what his reasoning for marching with james top he was not allowed to actually.
0: right because we can't talk about um disagreeing with the uh, <laughs> mandates or Anything. So you can't
1: you can't uh, succeed in science class if you aren't a socialist,
0: and you also are not allowed to mention your reasoning for marching across. And and native girls can't protest uh, no. apparently either. Um, no, it's absolutely wildness and all these things coming from, yeah, this supposed tolerant, inclusive, whatever the new buzzword is. Um, <laughs> in the, these people are supposed to be the epitome of social justice and this is what we have happening here it's um yeah <laughs> every time you tell a story it's another ridiculous uh situation i mean any one of these things should be a, a major issue and it's like it's just kind of every day in the life of a conservative teenager is, is basically what we have here going on um and it, it's it's really it's really disturbing. And I, I encourage like parents who are watching this, grandparents, dig into what goes on at your schools, actually talk to like young people about it because I know you know you're a fairly outspoken guy. A lot of people they just kind of put up with it. And you shouldn't be putting up with that. Like to tell you what you can do your assignment on, or to tell you you can talk about this, but not the reasons he's doing it. I mean, the guy like it's just it's it's not a con like. He's going on a march uh, because he opposed the the mandates uh, for him working. I mean, whether you agree with that, um, you can. It's a very clear reason of why he's marching that he doesn't feel that he should be let go or his colleagues let go because of their per, uh, personal choices on this. Like what I mean, that's an interesting discussion. I mean, that's a discussion that students should have. What it, you know, maybe it's a difficult discussion. It's not really even, but. <laughs> But they don't want people to have discussions, and I think that's the scary thing: is um, this refusal to actually have dialogue. So, uh, so good the, for you. The funny yeah, part right. is that came
1: from the principal. That didn't come from his teacher. It came directly from the office that he was right not from the to top. Mention.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now this principal has it has it out for you. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's. It's sad. Um, And supposedly the the head of, you know, furthering the education of our young people can't engage in in meaningful dialogue on a topic that they disagree with. That's one of the core. The most important things a person should learn is how to learn and how to disagree and how to um, interact with people who who view things differently, because uh, I don't know who said it. Somebody said it. Uh, But that uh, it's just a general concept of whenever you're in a room with someone, you should believe that there's something you can learn from that one person, no matter, you know, maybe they're not very smart. Maybe you disagree with them on 99 percent of things. But I do believe that there's a little bit that you could learn from every single person if you if you took a chance to actually engage in these concepts and have these conversations and uh, instead know uh, this woke leftist mentality, which has just saturated our schools says no 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 this is what you believe and don't you dare question it or you're out so
2: um
0: (laughs) uh thank you to josh's parents who uh presumably helped him to think critically because i know our schools don't do any of that uh obviously you were given some critical thinking skills and and allowed uh, to help think for yourself and thank you for taking that critical thinking and using it to to reach others and to help your your fellow students um think critically i mean now that like the things have calmed down a little have you found you know healing in some of those friendships or do you still have a lot of these people who don't want much to do with you anymore um like i was telling you before um
1: i find it easier to uh break through to some people now that they've seen kind of what it's like uh going into ottawa at certain events and they start mm-hmm. to question, you know, what's your actual purpose? Obviously, it wasn't just for fun and big trucks. Like, uh, they start to question why you're doing it when they see the, the hardship that goes with it. So it's easier to get to some people, the people that aren't completely closed-minded. But uh, no, I wouldn't say I've I've gained any friendships back, uh, nor do I wish to at this point. You know, if, uh, if they aren't a friend when you're... Uh, going through something a little bit difficult when are they going to be like i, I don't yeah, want no
0: valid point but uh and I, I think i know you well enough to say that you don't hold you know hatred against them or uh anything like that and that i no, all to... i just yeah I, I it's not
1: something i i want to go back to not something mm-hmm. i miss it's not hard there's no hard feeling so
0: yeah good for you well, um, I've kept you much longer than I said I would, but uh, yeah, very interesting stuff. And like, thank you for uh, going through. We've gone through everything I, I was looking to talk about and more. Um, so yeah, thanks so much uh, for sharing with us. Uh, I'll also put up your, uh, your Instagram here if you wanted to uh, follow uh, Josh. He posts on Instagram at uh, save.canada.army. So this is his Instagram account. And, uh, you can see he kind of follows with some of the stuff he's been doing. There's a great photo with, uh, with us that, uh, that's when we met up at the Renfrew campground, uh, Josh and Monty there and, uh, the shed truck. So you can check out save.canada.army on Instagram. If, uh, you'd like to uh, follow his, uh, socials there or, or reach out to Josh and, uh, keep an eye on what save Canada army is doing and uh, definitely encourage uh, young people especially if um you know to plug in with something like this like i said especially as we head into the fall the necessity for these things is going to become even more paramount uh we know that they're going to push for more they're going to push for boosters they inevitably you know as soon as the numbers start going up they're going to want the mass back they're going to want it all back and so we need to be ready for that and so if you're not already plugged in with a group then uh, encourage, uh, and especially for your high school students, there's a great spot they could plug in uh, with some um, some other students who are who are in the same situation. So uh, there's nothing worse than, than being alone in this. And that was a huge thing for the convoy was bringing people together, like-minded people who've been so alone throughout all this and uh, bringing us together and building community and uh, healing those deep wounds that our government and our media have caused in this country. So thank you for the part that that you guys play in, in that for uh, bringing people together. Um, anything else you, you wanted to uh, share there before I uh, let you go?
1: Uh, sure. Uh, I saw some people in the comments there uh, wondering about a YouTube channel. We do have a YouTube channel. I don't know how updated it is. Zach mostly runs that, but it's just under Safe Canada. It's easy to find. Um, and I've got one other story for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about it. Um
0: with my truck oh, by, sorry by the way if you go to save canada.army and click links then i see all your other socials are on there too so if you go to save canada.army and click links people can find them there there's telegram facebook
1: uh you name it it's all there um yeah but uh with my truck there i was uh told i wasn't allowed to fly a canadian flag on my truck at school and i challenged that one within 10 minutes that was withdrawn <laughs> but
0: 10 minutes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I went in there and I just said to my vice principal, I said, are you really going to ban the son of a veteran from flying a Canadian flag? And he kind (laughs) of regretted that.
0: (laughs) And That's all it took was you walked to the office and they they changed their... Yeah. See, and this is the important thing of, of stepping up because like... Otherwise, you just get trampled and the more you get trampled, the more these people enjoy trampling others because they just start to think they can just do this kind of stuff that they, um, you know, and it's and especially well with cops, you need to be much more careful because they can cause some real trouble for you more than your principal. Um, but still being knowledgeable about your rights and you don't have to do whatever a cop says. Uh, I mean, I'm a big proponent of yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Uh, of course, but the if they are doing something that is beyond their power and their rights to do so then then you can um you can stand up and uh and push back um and you know it's it's unfortunately sometimes it's going to have to get decided in the courts um but uh you know we have we have rights and just because someone has a title whether it's teacher or, or doctor or Um, police officer, it doesn't magically give them the power to just tell you to do whatever you want. You have your rights and you need to, uh, you need to use those. So, uh, good for you. So they said, What was their reasoning for you not flying a flag just because it's convoy or whatever? Well, they said they got some phone in complaints. My truck was parked out by the
1: road, everyone could see it. And, uh, complaints, yeah, they got phone in complaints from concerned people that there was a convoy truck outside of the school. And, uh, So they, the principal actually took the flag off my truck and put it in the back. And, uh, Oh, without your permission, without my permission. And, uh, when I questioned them, I said, so why did you take the flag off my truck? And they said, well, I don't need to, I don't need to answer your questions. I said, yeah, you do. You You were touching my (laughs) truck. I want to know why. And, uh, anyways, that got withdrawn and it's back up. The flags are back up and, uh, Anyways, they, like, it seems like the same kind of story the whole time. They, they want to hide it. Like it, They were concerned that the truck was parked by the road. I don't know if I mentioned earlier, but uh, during some of the negotiation at the walkouts, they wanted us to go out the back door opposed to the front. They said uh, we could avoid suspension by going out the back door, which was close to my locker because they didn't want us walking <laughs> they through could, the school on They could
0: hide it. They could hide it better. Yeah. Oh, that was it. They didn't want you to you might spread all your dirty unvaccinated. Well, there germs. was there was
1: that concern. Uh, one was walking through the school unmasked and the other was confrontation we might face in the hall uh, while walking through the school. And that's why I uh, specified when I had to address the students at the first walkout, I said, I'm going out the front. You guys can keep your masks on if you want. And you can follow me out now, and I took my mask off. That's how I went
0: there. There you go. You know the irony of that—that uh, that story, the principal going out and touching your truck—is like arguably the only crime that was actually committed is the, uh, the 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 principal coming out and and touching your property and mo- interfering with your truck without uh, permission. I mean, that's what's so crazy is they're attacking you on something, and it's like the the only one doing anything remotely questionable is him for for having anything to do with your vehicle uh, without you around and, <laughs> and disconnecting anything from your truck without your permission um, is just uh, ridiculous. But so good for you for, for having the courage to to stand up and and, and push back because yeah, you do need to honor, um, you, you know, you just like you honor your parents and you honor your boss. But uh, it, I mean, if your bo- boss is telling you to do something that is uh, against your, you know, your your morals are against the law then you don't listen to him just cuz he's your boss and so um yeah and again reminding people that you know before all of this you never had problems with uh teachers and you were a successful student and um they've pushed you into this spot where in order to just defend your basic freedoms like waving a canadian flag uh you're unfortunately forced into being this rebel it was never and it's a story i think for many of us none of us went to protest before that was never something we did and i'd be happy to never have to go to one again but uh but we're we're gonna keep standing up for our basic rights and like like you said there you're standing up for for my right for your right for everyone's right for even for those haters even for the trolls in the chat we're standing up for their freedoms too so
1: <laughs> well See, we got I,
0: Derek in there <laughs> Oh, from Derek, uh,
1: Derek seems to be like today's troll.
0: Yeah, I saw a bunch of arguing uh, about that. Uh, I know my viewers know that I'm bad at multitasking, so I've, I struggle to uh, to talk to you and, and read the chat there. So um, but uh, yeah, thank you so much, uh, Josh and uh, guys, Josh, Alexander, everyone. And uh, thank you for all you do. And uh, yeah, I hope that you can continue to connect with other young people and uh, continue the work that you're doing and that you'll be there defending the rights of our students when the schools start up again in the fall. And uh, I'm sure if there's any, uh, any uh, protesting going on in Ottawa, you'll find a way to, to get there. Um, Are you going to be able to go down for uh, the hearings at all tomorrow or not?
1: Um, I want to make it down. I'm not sure. I, uh, I wasn't able to make it down to the last one I'm going to attempt again, but uh, I, there's two things I want also want to go down to that. Convoy to Tilbury, and uh, yeah. I guess I shouldn't call it a convoy, eh? Because that—that's—that's that's a no-no. Whatever, freedom trade. It's a, con- freedom train, <laughs> freedom train, it's a
0: convoy. I—I—I don't—I don't play that game of like whatever. It's a convoy. Like, <laughs> let's go convoy. So, yeah, you're I gonna try to make it to Tilbury.
1: I'm gonna try to make it. I don't know if I will be, but uh great.
0: Well, let me know, and uh, we'll see you there. Because yeah, I'm gonna be there in in Tilbury, and um. <laughs> So um, should be fun. And if you, uh, yeah, if you ever get any good footage of stuff in, in Ottawa, uh, let me know. So always, I, I can't always, it's a bit of a hike from, from here to there. So it can't always be out there. So uh, yeah, we'd love to have you on again, Josh. And maybe we'll get some uh, on the ground correspondence from, uh, from Josh down the road from Ottawa. And uh, I, I was I was asking before if he could do some kind of some mobile uh, uh, footage uh, for us, but um, might need to uh, get him a data plan first. That helps for streaming. So, I'd <laughs> we'll, be happy uh, to do that. Yeah, yeah, but uh, we'll we'll see how we can uh, we we can get you involved there's some more too. So, yeah, Josh, great uh, great to meet you, and uh, and have you on here. What an, what a great conversation. From what I saw in the chat, people were really enjoying it uh lots of encouragement there for for josh uh thurston says this was inspiring thank you dave and josh Wend uh when, need, when need? i'm sorry i don't know how to pronounce it darling uh one of the best interviews uh dave you're a great role model too oh thank you and uh thanks josh great to hear your story from uh, mrs t vic bc live uh, Monsey says thank you josh and they just keep coming so bobby says good job young man such a great human says carol there you go if you need you need a boost just come to the shed chat and uh wonderful people here who will uh who will get you smiling so um great you you'll have to go back and, and read all those sometime if you're feeling down so. <laughs> well uh thank you josh and uh we'll, we'll see you again uh, have yourself uh, a great night and uh keep holding the line eh yeah thank you yeah see you buddy yeah god bless Great. So that's um, that's Josh uh, Alexander, everyone uh, from Save Army, Save Canada.army. So great to to have him on there. Um, Yeah. What an interesting guy. I love his stories. I love how nonchalant he is about them, too. Oh, yeah. And then they uh, they took my flag off like, wow, that's that's like kind of a big deal that uh, they took your Canada flag. Oh, yeah. And then someone smashed my window. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then they called the police on me. For holding a a protest, Um, yeah, what an interesting young man! You can see why uh, my uh, my um, ears perked up when he started sharing these stories. When I met him in uh, at the campground, geez, I'm getting tired. Apparently, at the Koa Renfrew, Um, and uh, yeah, he started sharing these stories, and thought, what an interesting guy! Well, definitely want to get him on the show. So was happy to be able to finally do that, and great to have him on. And again, uh, tomorrow. Um, we're going to have a special guest on tomorrow from, uh, just need to check her name there again, uh, Martin Groneveld from uh, uh, Netherlands is going to come on and tell us a bit about some of the things that are going on over there. You guys have heard lots about the farmers' protests in Holland, so looking forward to someone who lives there and has been involved in freedom work there for, for quite some uh, time and uh, hearing more about them. And again, encourage you guys to check out save.canada.army on Instagram. And now I'm just going to do a few more updates here before we go. I wanted to show you uh, Tamara Leach's uh, fundraiser is uh, just killing it here. So they set a $30,000 goal. Uh, This was what time is it here now nine o'clock so just around maybe yeah just over 24 hours ago or i can't i'd have to check what time that i first was informed about this link but uh yeah we've got over thirty thousand dollars in about 24 hours um and my understanding is they are going to cut off this fundraiser uh for various reasons but um, they don't want uh, the concern is and unfortunately it's a valid concern that if this grows too much that uh the, the the media and and the government etc will catch on to this well they i'm sure they know about it but they'll make a deal about it and then people will come after the money as you know is the case so my understanding is they're going to cut this off pretty soon it was a pretty isolated request for there's um yeah a specific list of expenses that need to be covered including uh, rent for her family and travel expenses for getting her uh, home and some support for her husband. And so they have a very set list of things that need to be covered and they don't want to raise too much beyond that um, because uh, they don't want to give any justification for the money to be seized. We're not worried about give and go again, or big encouragement to give and go. They work so hard on behalf of the convoy I mean, I've even more recently learned more about how much they tried to do, uh, going to great lengths to try to get that money into the hands of those it was meant for. And it was our government who continually blocked them and threatened them. And, um, and they, they did everything they could. And when they eventually did transfer some money, it was seized immediately, frozen by the bank accounts. So and Goa has done great work for the convoy. And uh, thank you for all that they continue to do uh, for, for freedom and to help many people. And so anyway, for those reasons, uh, as I understand it, this fundraiser will be cut off soon and uh, because they don't want any excuse for the money to be seized and it it is money that is needed for her family. And so they've set uh, that target of $30,000 and uh, as I understand it will probably be ended soon then to ensure that money is transferred into where it needs to go as quickly as possible before causing any more drama. So thank you so much to everyone who gave just meeting the goal in uh, in just around 24 hours to support Tamara and her family. Uh, wow, truly incredible, and uh, I I wish we could let this just keep running. And uh, but I I tend to agree that uh, it could end up causing problems if um, if this uh, gets too big and they decide that they're going to have to come after it like they come after everybody. So but thank you to all who gave towards that and, uh, truly wonderful. And I hope that, uh, one day when all this, uh, drama is over that, uh, that her and many others who, who gave so much can be, uh, can be properly rewarded for everything they gave. I mean, I know there's so many of these truckers too, who were never able to be reimbursed for their fuel and, and people who invested a lot in this, that, uh, hopefully one day, uh, obviously so many are willing to give because there was 10 million was raised twice and um, that there's many people out there willing to give around the world. And hopefully one day when the government stops trying to constantly shut everything down and steal all this money, that it can be given to those who it was meant for Um, nerve there. Thank you so much for the super chat there. Thanks. Thank you. And so that's uh, Tamara's fundraiser there. I wanted to show you great to see, and then just, quickly go over a couple of the events coming up this weekend for those of you in Ontario uh, that you would be interested in. Reminder that this event has been cancelled. James Top will be headed to Newfoundland. There was supposed to be an event in London uh, and it was cancelled due to partly the, the popularity of the event and then the owner of the property became concerned about some negative publicity and too many people coming out. And so he pulled out and then Canada marches decided to use the opportunity to head out east and prepare for their march. They're going to be marching from Newfoundland to Ontario starting um, the 18th. So that is the reason for that. Unfortunately, that was canceled uh, in London. That was for Friday. Also on Friday, uh, this event is not canceled. This is happening is the. Uh rally for aaron howard so this is friday at 8 30 a.m uh this is at the durham police headquarters 605 Roslyn road east whitby if you're in the gta and can make it out friday morning it would be great to have your support for her uh aaron needs our support at her hearing and uh again just to, so you can call um this number to get access to the zoom link if you'd like to watch that and this is uh they made a mistake on their poster this should be a 905 so you can call this number for the zoom link 905 579 1520 extension 4346 or 4480 and uh apparently that is how you go about getting the zoom link it's i find these things so funny it, this has never been something i've done before with covering court cases but uh it would seem to me to be just much easier to do this on the website but they have to make these things publicly available, but they make it difficult to get it. And I feel like it just makes more work for themselves, answering phone calls and responding to emails rather than just having it on a website. But uh, they they seem to not want it to be too accessible, but it has to legally be accessible. So that's what's going on there and why it's a bit of a workaround to get the link. But uh, that's gonna be Friday morning at the Durham Police Headquarters. And then as i think you will all know by now we've got a big event happening in tilbury it uh it's really gotten around and expecting thousands from what i am told so this is going to be at the boonies drive-in theater they can handle a lot of uh, people they've hosted big events there before it's a drive-in movie theater in tilbury it's called the boonies drive-in theater And again, a reminder, I was told that uh, they'd started getting some negative reviews on on Google, some trolls. And so, um, yeah, go and give them uh, your support there. And especially after you get to see the property and take part in it, be sure to review them on Google and show them your support. Uh, A great uh, family business there, the Boonies Drive-In Theater. And they've got, so the event starts Friday around noon. You can start arriving and it runs through to Sunday at 2 p.m. The camping is free. Donations will be accepted upon arrival. Uh, if you'd like to to donate to towards the uh, just to basically cover the cost because they're doing fireworks and there's renting bouncy castles uh, where they got inflatable jousting, arcade games, pool tables, live music, movies on the big screen, fireworks. Yeah, the whole nine yards. So this is going to be pretty epic event. Wonderful for the whole family and um yeah it's free so no pressure at all if it's not something you you can afford then simply come on out and enjoy Um, no one will hold that against you and there'll also be a 50 50 draw and uh, cash donations accepted to help cover the cost of the event but other than that totally free um yeah and if you've been kind of like wondering about this whole freedom thing and uh, maybe you want to get plugged in with a group and like i said important especially heading into the fall to be plugged in and uh, and ready in case uh, they decide to go locking us down again um, that this is a great place to get connected lots of networking opportunities there and then just times for, for fun and relaxation make new friends meet old ones and uh, that's going to be a great time so be sure to come out with that and even if you uh, I mean uh, no place for for haters and aggression there at all but if you are someone with genuine questions and kind of curious about all this by all means uh, come on out and uh, and meet some folks and uh, we have no no time for troublemakers and uh, and that sort of thing. But of course, uh, always open for people who disagree and want to genuinely ask questions, and uh, meet some of these people for themselves and uh, and see what the scary terrorists are really like <laughs> in that person. And just a wonderful group of people. And there'll be lots of families and people of all ages just uh, coming to enjoy themselves at the Booneys Drive-In Theater. And they will be uh, showing some movies, which makes sense since it's a drive-in theater. So they're going to have some family movies. And uh, All Around should just be a great event and expecting lots of people out at that. And uh, as Josh mentioned, there's actually a, a convoy headed from Ottawa. A convoy, not a convoy, that uh, will be making its way through the GTA that you guys can join in with as well. If you'd like to do that, Freedom Fighters Canada is organizing convoy to the camp out and so they're leaving friday morning from the ottawa ikea media 8 30 departing at nine then there'll be a stop in kingston and another stop in oshawa in ingersoll and then finally arriving in tilbury so if you enjoy a good convoy you can take part in that with meetups in kingston in ottawa kingston oshawa ingersoll and then <clears throat> arriving in tilbury in the evening so um That is posted. I've put that on our Instagram as well. So you can check that out or um, I'll get it up on our other socials as well. But it's being shared around quite a lot or you can go right to uh, Freedom Fighters Canada on socials and uh, you'll be able to see that as, as well if you want more details on the convoy, not a convoy. And I think, yeah, I've got... That's all I wanted to... To cover there and again i'll be on it tomorrow at three o'clock eastern standard time with a special guest from uh, netherlands to to hear a bit about what's going on over there been uh, trying to stay informed and and get connected with uh, some people who live over there so i can uh, bring you guys good coverage on that Uh, Yeah, Skeptical59 says support the farmers. Uh, Definitely. And uh, I'm told that uh, I've seen from some other channels and such, there's going to be people going out tomorrow with Netherlands flags. So if you happen to be able to get a hold of one or you have one around, fly that tomorrow. There's um, a plan is a number of groups are planning to support Holland tomorrow and fly that flag wherever you are. So if if you have one of those, if you're able to get one of those, then you can fly that in support. <clears throat> tomorrow. Yeah, sorry, that's just a funny sound. Um, yeah, and it says convoy, not a convoy. Um, uh, no name says need to be a fundraiser for Pat King. Uh, there is actually a, a fundraiser for for Pat King. Um, his, uh, his friends there put one together a while ago. If you go to the realpatking.com, then you can see um, they did it directly through the website is that, is his website not working now oh that's i'm just checking it right now uh his fundraiser was available through realpatking.com. and let me this comes up as under development okay so that website may be down right now but uh yeah there was a fundraiser um through realpatking.com, but it looks like russian hackers or something um let me just check if i can uh, In the link there um yeah you can also go to uh oh no i was just typing it wrong it's not therealpatking.com it's realpatking.com that's what it is not the real um the title on the website is therealpatking.com if, uh, if you just go to realpatking.com, you can support him there. So, uh, he has his own, uh, uh one there. So then the one for Tamara Leach is through gifts and go, and that is being organized by, um, her lawyers and facilitated by them. But like I said, they're going to cut that off soon. So if you want to contribute to her, do that soon, because, um, like I said, as I understand, they want to cut it off soon. So it doesn't draw too much attention and give them any chance to, uh, to steal the money away as they loved to to do <laughs> it was the amish again you can see the pattern anonymous uh, the amish hackers you never know well um great what an awesome stream um thank you uh for joining us today whether it's round one or round two um great to be back at this like i said took a couple days off there uh, without some streams but we're back at her uh, tomorrow i'll be on with um our guests from N- netherlands and then i don't know if i'll get a chance to do an interview friday because i'm going to be making my way to tilbury and i'll be covering uh, maybe i can do some on the ground interviews while i'm in tilbury but uh, i'll be there down in tilbury and uh, cover some of the event for you and it should be a great time and by all means uh, come say hi like i said before i can sometimes be uh, slightly awkward when uh, i'm meeting uh, random people and sorry if i forget your name and stuff and it's um yeah it, it, it it's like i really appreciate it i just like get mildly uh uncomfortable and so if i get a little socially awkward it's not you it's me and i do really appreciate your support and your your appreciation is uh is wonderful so thank you for that and look forward to meeting many of you at uh, tilbury okay we'll call it a night guys uh thanks so much mods uh thank you for the super chats and thank you all you guys for joining all your friendly comments for josh Uh, i could see him grinning there when he was reading the comments uh great to see all your um, love and positivity and support there so uh thanks guys um have a good night uh keep hauling